All right, and we're live. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. So excited to um, have Dan Rodriguez on the call with us today. He is our Walmart Site Operations Associate, so specializes in all things backend optimizations on walmart.com, which is a bit of an untapped world and often gets missed, but um, having Dan on our team really helps with making sure that we are all buttoned up on a content side, especially with how much Walmart is prioritizing some of this backend content now, not just for their online assortment, but also for their store assortment and how those two things tie in together so well. So today we're going to be talking a little bit more into behind the scenes, what um, the importance is of these backend optimizations in driving conversions on walmart.com. So Dan, I'll let you introduce yourself. What's up, everyone? Uh, my name is Dan, as you can see from the thing there. Uh, I don't know. I think you did a pretty good job introducing myself. Uh, couldn't say it any better myself, but yeah, no, I'm really like happy to be here and uh, hopefully drop some knowledge on what's going on in the back end because that's where I live behind there the scenes. There we go. All right, <laughs> awesome, Dan. Well, let's just go ahead and dive in here then. Um, first, let's talk about walmart.com style guide. Might be a little bit of a triggering word for you because of the true importance of how these content um, and style guides really are in the impact to the requirements on walmart.com. On Amazon, there's a little bit more leeway in terms of what kind of content you can get published. Of course, there are best practices for getting your listings retail ready. But for walmart.com, for every single category, these style guides exist. So Dan, talk to me a little bit about what these style guides look like and how you're using them in your day-to-day. -day. Yeah, for sure. I remember when I first started working uh, with Walmart, I literally, the Walmart style guides were my Bible. And as you see that the Walmart landscape starts to expand and starts to like uh, update their systems and be a lot more competitive with Amazon, you see more of the style guides become like kind of like this, just the basic tools and then more of a like kind of just like a reminder of where to go. Because a lot of the times these style guides don't have the answers to every single thing, uh, especially now since like the new site rollout and like how Walmart is like revamping item 360. So yeah, I kind of mainly just use them to kind of as a reference and uh, making sure that like everything's buttoned up when it comes to the style standards of Walmart, but all the issues after that, that's kind of something where you just have to get a little bit more creative, uh, reaching out to a lot of like merchants and, you know, filing a lot of tickets to kind of understand how to solve the, the, the problems and issues that reside like after you get all the things checked out within the Walmart style guides. Exactly. Um, That's a yeah. good point that I actually wanted to expand on a little bit more um, here, Dan, that I wanted to ask you about, because of course, like you said, these style guides a couple years ago were super, super important to walmart.com. But now we're seeing that things like main images, even some titles, um, sellers are really experimenting a little bit more. Um, oftentimes they're following their Amazon strategy, which we definitely right. don't recommend because the algorithm yeah. works differently for each of them. And yeah. there's also a role of a merchant who is viewing your content and making sure that it abides by these style guides. But tell me your thoughts on this overall, because if you look at just the dog toys category and search, you see these images here and you see that they're featuring a dog in many of these images, which you think would help from a click through rate and a conversion rate standpoint. But this wouldn't fly a couple of years ago. You would just have to have no. the product on a white background. What do you recommend for our viewers in terms of how they're looking at some of these main images and experimenting really and kind of 
testing the boundaries of how far they yeah. can go with these optimizations? Well, I would say as a consumer, on a consumer standpoint, like something like this, like really pops out to me. And like, I would easily click into one of these like items, but uh, Walmart's still in this stage, like this kind of awkward stage of growth where it's like, they're still part of their systems are still leaning towards that old style of like hero images. Whereas like, we want to be as much as, as creative as possible. And a lot of it is inspiration from Amazon. So let's say you post one of those pictures with the dog and like, uh, what is that like maybe like a meat or something like that um sometimes <laughs> sometimes walmart will flag that and will not let you upload it so we're like i said it's like this weird in between of like walmart wanting to branch out to new ideas but also having to like what i always say when i'm talking to account managers or whoever it may be we always have to bite the bullet when it comes to whatever walmart has to tell you you know if they say their their word is uh is law and you know, sometimes you will be able to like have the opportunity to squeeze in something like this, whether it gets flagged or not. But like I said, like you just bite the bullet. And honestly, like I said, on a consumer standpoint, I would prefer something more like this because it just it, it, it's like it pops out at you, you know, and definitely it'll, it'll get you more clicks, uh, more engagement. And hopefully, you know, I'll, I will end up buying something like that, you know. So, yeah, I, I would say, yeah, definitely. I, so, I would say. Uh, yeah, go ahead, another yeah. thing, I would say another thing, like, hopefully that's where Walmart ends up going, right? right. You, we want to see a lot more creativity, creativity, in, instead of kind of just like a blank background with kind of like a lifeless like image on there. So hopefully that's where they're headed. Um, yep. yeah. 100%. It's, it's interesting, because I mean, even as of a year ago, they weren't flagging main images at all. Um, no. So the system is definitely starting to pick up and um, really start to be a little bit more like Amazon where you're going to have these restrictions, but hopefully there is a little mm -hmm. bit more, more room for creativity yeah. because yeah. Walmart is understanding that this is ultimately going to lead um, for more sales and just a better customer experience for their consumers yeah. overall. Um, yeah. So talk to me a little bit, Dan, because obviously from a store standpoint, oftentimes people do not realize how often consumers are browsing on walmart.com while they're actually walking around in Walmart stores to make a purchase. So some of these larger brands, they're neglecting a lot of their online content because they think that, okay, well, I'm driving 97% of my business in store. This is only 3% of my overall funnel. Why do I really need to focus on it? Um, but now we know that even some Walmart stores are showcasing the online reviews on the shelves themselves. So content online is becoming even more increasingly important. Um, and it's important for some of these um, store modular resets as well. Like we've been told multiple times that if we don't have a content score that's above 95%, then that item is at risk from being removed from the modular in store. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about that on just what the communication is that you receive from some of these merchants as it pertains to online content not just for online businesses, but also for stores. I think um, when it comes to that, like as a brand, you definitely want to show consistency. Like however you're shown physically in stores, you want to fit, you want to translate that onto online because chances are that maybe someone's browsing through, like literally goes to a Walmart store and like maybe right then and there, they don't buy whatever item that you're selling, but that visual contact of them seeing it maybe like oh look i saw this at a store i might as well buy it online because i have whether the time the money or whatnot um and 
if you have that consistency in store, your shelves are looking nice, everything's great, and you have a really bad quality product page, chances are they're gonna they're gonna like double think: is this product quality enough for me to like uh, consume this or whatever? Like whatever the case may be. And I think it's just very important to make sure that you show that consistency online. Absolutely, um, and then that has an impact on reviews too, right? Yeah. Like if yeah. you see your online content, they leave you a negative review. And then if over 50% of shoppers in store are browsing online before making a purchase, the first yeah. thing they're going to notice when searching your product is the negative reviews, which yeah. is if fully driven by content, something that you could have easily fixed there. Yeah. And vice versa. Like if you found something online and you want to check it out in store, like the first impression is online and then in store is like, okay, this is what I saw online. Like I'm going to pick it up today, you know? 100%. So making sure that you're just consistent on both platforms is key to uh, like driving a good business, I would say, and making sure that you're just like successful. Yeah. Yep. hundred percent. And then talk to me a little bit because OPD is obviously a bit of a muddy channel for walmart.com, <laughs> but I'm sure yeah. you get this often in the grocery space because people are always saying like, okay, most people are going um, online or going into stores to buy their grocery, which we now know cannot be true. Walmart is one of the top grocers in the entire country, if not the number one grocer in the entire country. So people are buying their groceries online, especially um, with Walmart's improvements last year around their Walmart Plus subscription and how easy it is to get groceries delivered to your door. But that's often a category in which people do not understand the true impact of their online business because these OPD sales are not being showcased in the retailing sales that they report on. So talk to me a little bit about the importance of the grocery category specifically on walmart.com and really the key attributes that you need to make sure that you're optimizing for for the best grocery experience. Yeah, I would so, say, I mean, it's becoming a bigger, bigger option like as days goes on, I mean, my roommate uses walmart.com to buy, pick up his groceries, you know, and I think it's, it's just like any other like item, right? Like you want to make sure that like all your content is buttoned up just like any other item um, so that you're, it's easy to, it's like easy, easily accessible. Um, and it's just, it's like a prominent category within Walmart because it's one of their biggest ones. So I, I treat it just the same as any other item, right? Like you, you want to make it look good. You want to make it look like something. If, if a customer hasn't tried that product or, or whatever the case may be, whether food, you know, um, it, it starts with an online presence, you know, hundred uh, percent. and then talk to me about a couple things, because I think that when a lot of brands are updating their content on walmart.com, they neglect checking one, their product types, and then two, yeah. their shelving paths. Yeah. Talk to me about the importance of both product types and shelving paths to ranking on walmart.com. Right. And overall, just why should we be focusing on these things? And if you don't focus on them, what are the potential detriments to your brand? Uh, so I, product typing wasn't such a huge deal a couple, like, couple years back. Um, and as Walmart starts updating their sites, it's becoming such a prominent issue to like kind of focus on. Uh, but product typing is basically kind of like a subcategory within the category, right? So it's like, let's say if I had a dog toy, right? And it's being product, it's under pets and I have a dog toy, but the product typing for that toy is under dog food. 
So the attributes that will show up for that specific item is everything dog's food. So how are you supposed to optimize all those attributes if none of the attributes pertain to what the actual product type is? So being cognizant of that issue and making sure that like, hey, you have a conversation with your merchant or, who, or whoever it is to like revise that product type so that you can fully optimize your content score to the, the max, like which is 100%. Right. And although we I, I've seen very rare cases of 100 percent, but we uh, we try to get there as much as we can. Right. And the best way to do it is by auditing your product types and making sure that all your items are under the correct product typing, because there could be a mismatch of attributes that won't get you as close to as possible to 100 um, yeah, percent. And so like I said, three-piece side too, Dan, because obviously on the three-piece side, that's a little bit different, not merchant controlled. How do we go yeah. about updating product types there? Uh, the marketplace side is, I would say, is a much more fun experience, especially because you it's much easier to make all those changes because it's all seller like managed rather than the merchant like having to go through a thousand people to get one thing changed. Uh, you're It's easily manageable within yourself and I, it's you go under like the dashboards there and kind of like the different opportunities that it lets you like update and it's just one click literally one click it allows you to change the product type and sometimes uh the sometimes the the platform will reject your product type suggestion and it's all it is is just like filing a ticket and partner support is easily accessible to like help you change that product type but on 1P, yes, it is a lot harder to change product typing, which is why it's like if you're going to strategize on optimizing your items, you you have to kind of like make sure that you're taking the, the proper steps in order to, uh, for one, get good communication with your merchant and two, like, uh, like making sure that you're setting yourself some goals to like reach a certain like point in terms of content scores. Definitely. And now talk to me a little bit about shelving. Why is so, yeah. shelving so important? Um, of course, ties a little bit into product types, but also yeah. in a different realm. So let's talk about that a little bit. This is more of like, uh, like it kind of affects like where your items live in search. Uh, definitely when you when you want when you're when you're looking for a dog food specifically, uh, what can I can I say a brand? Sure, uh, sure. <laughs> say for example, say for example, Jinx right and you're typing up jinx or whatever the case may be and you can't find any jinx products on wherever you're looking for through the uh through the different shelvings in walmart.com um turns out jinx is shelved under give me an arbitrary shelving path like maybe skincare you know yeah. you definitely don't want to be shelved under skincare when you're a dog food and it'll negatively impact your sales and also like search uh uh the customer experience right like you don't want your customers having to go through uh like a thousand miles in order to find your products right you want to find a shelving path that fits your product type and your pro and the specific like item and category that you're in so that when customers are looking for your item it's it's you they're easily following a breadcrumb trail to find exactly where your items live um and that's something that you, you if if you audit your items and you see that there's an incorrect shelving, that's something that you can easily update just by filing the ticket with partner support 
they're very helpful when it comes to those kind of things. And they always, I think the turnaround is somewhere between one or two days. So uh, it's not like the end of the world if you find that your items are living under the, sh the wrong shelving path, but no, like your items like uh, sales and uh, interactions are negatively affected when you are placed in the in the wrong shelving path. 100%. So. And it doesn't even come down to something even as drastic as skincare when you're supposed to be yeah. dog food. But yeah. yeah, obviously that would be a large problem, right? But we've even seen that if you're on your branded shelf versus if you're on your more product specific shelf, like dog treats or dog food, yeah. or even organic dog food, all of these things make a huge difference when you're trying yeah. to rank for those particular categories and on keywords that um, you would be able to rank more highly on if you right. were placed in that category. So it comes down yeah. to checking your shelving and really seeing, it all comes down to relevancy, right? Yeah. Which category are you most relevant for? Can you show up higher in rank for more keywords because you are now tied more relevantly um, to those specific shelves? So all right. the courses and then comes back to the and advertising then, side too, right? Right. Um, what have we seen a lot on of the, the advertising side, Dan? Can you go into that a little bit? Yeah, a lot of the times, uh, I was just going to get into this. A lot of the times where, like you said, like there's not a, I would say like not a perfect shelving because there's always other shelvings that are very similar that you can A-B test. And basically once you A-B test and see which one benefits you the most, you know, that's when you're able to make that decision. Okay, I think we should live on this shelving path. And on the advertising side, we're always testing that out. You know, uh, I'm always being like, I, I always suggest one thing, but then like another partner from my team, like always suggest another. And it's just a matter of like, which one's the better shelving path that's perfect for that item. Yeah, 100%. I think that's the key takeaway for both shelving paths and product types. Right. Test the most test different ones. If you think you're relevant across different ones, you'll see an impact to your conversion rate by being able to rank on those keywords. You'll also see your campaigns on the advertising side start to perform differently as right. you're on both of those yeah. shelves or product types. But it could also be a huge detriment to the efficiency of your advertising campaigns if you are not shelved or product typed correctly, because that means now that everything that you're advertising on, the algorithm is not deeming you as relevant for, so of course you're not gonna be efficient there. So right, definitely right. Uh, make sure to check on both of those things. So when it comes to that stuff, like I think it's much easier to A-B test on Marketplace just because you're, it's yep. so hands-on and you could just do anything yourself rather than 1P, like it, it takes a quite a bit of time to kind of get results and and see what's going on because the the lag time it takes to kind of update a lot of those those backend things yep absolutely so. i think it's going to be interesting just on the topic of a b testing and content of course we know that amazon has a manager experiments tool in which you're able to uh, test different aspects of the listing includes titles main images bullet points a plus content that's something that walmart.com has not rolled out yet but they will likely roll it out on um, Seller Center soon on the marketplace yeah. side of the business, just because as we know, conversion data is changing day by day. And we've seen that through testing that on Amazon, that you could yeah. really get some very actionable insights um, when you just tweak a couple of things in your copy. Right now with the style guides, of course, you have to be a little bit more structured in how you're doing yeah. that, but uh, still a lot of room for growth in terms of A-B testing on walmart.com. Yeah. The Walmart's a, a sleeping giant for sure. And it takes a lot of, I think, creativity and loopholes that you, you, you would have to understand to kind of understand these like, different strategies, but definitely they're moving in the right direction. And 
uh, taking inspiration from what Amazon's doing, you know. So that's what's really hope, like brings me a lot of hope, you know, uh, that once we start heading towards like those kind of tactics, uh, that'd be much more fun to work with. So. Absolutely. And then let's close yeah. it out really quick, Dan, with one final question here. The merchant. Obviously, a bit of, for on the one piece side of the business, there's more control that the merchant has, when whether it comes to helping you optimize your content or giving you feedback on how you can increase your content scores. Tell me how you think uh, brands can best partner with their merchant to understand where you can further optimize your content. Well, um, a lot of the times merchants they know what's best for whatever category they're working under. So I think they're kind of just more of like that person that you reach out to, to see like, Hey, I've tried, I threw the kitchen sink at this, you know, like uh, I was wondering if you can give me a lot more insight to help improve these content scores. Cause nothing that I do is working. Uh, you, you follow the style guides all the way through. Um, and then a lot of the times, uh, yeah, you just run out of ideas and I think they're kind of like the last resort you don't want to like really bother them with a lot of questions or a lot of ask. Cause like, I feel uh, that's not in their nature to kind of just be so willing and giving, you know? So I would say at, they're the last resort you reach out to them. And what I always advise account managers is like, Hey, I tried my best here. Can you please ask the merchant for an ISAM report? And in that ISAM report, they will always like send you, basically it's what the merchant, like it's like an export that the merchant like downloads and it shows you, every single thing in turn all the all the attributes that are missing how you can improve your site description it gives you numerical values on how good your site description or product title could be and basically it's just like a kind of like a cheat code on like how you can improve more of your items by letting you know what areas you're missing and what you can improve on so um yeah that's what i would use a merchant for um also like updating product types because for let's say one item has been product typed the wrong way for such a long time. Of course, that's not, that's the reason why your scores are so low because the attributes have nothing to do with what the items are truly. So uh, it's just basically using them to like help kind of like making sure that you, you're helping him or her and they're, they're helping you back, you know, so. Exactly. Like, and yeah. I'd say one of the more helpful things with those ISAM reports that the merchants will give you is you'll be able to very easily tell um, you could tell in item 360, but if for some reason you've gone down that path and you're like, I'm, I don't understand why my content scores aren't increasing, you'll be able to tell in the export that they've given you if those attributes are not relevant to your category, you know automatically that, okay, this is just, uh, let me start with the recategorization of my product type or let me change my shelving path first. So now I'm more relevant for different attributes and mm -hmm. can really have a better glimpse of what my true content score is. So, yeah. That's very true. Uh, I think one really good call out is um, Walmart is emphasizing a lot of their new updates on creating new product types. Uh, if you look on sell, uh, supplier help, they will always like let you know which new product types are being are available. And, it, you know, you kind of use that information to see, oh, does this apply to any of my items? You know, so always like look out for supplier help updates because they will let you know. And yeah, that's the biggest push that I've seen lately is product type, more, more product types and different types of product types across all categories. So um, that's very important to, to know. Awesome. There we go. Check out supplier help. All right, Dan, <laughs> let's just close it out real quick. What is your number one piece of advice for a new brand that is just starting to sell on walmart.com via the 3P channel? 
when it comes to content? I would say the very first thing you should do is audit everything. Audit like the back end on attribution, audit like your site, your copy, your product titles, the insights that item 360 gives you as well as marketplace. They, they'll give you insights, see how it's how it could improve your items. Um, definitely always check shelving. You should always just as much as you're checking back end stuff, you should be checking on site stuff, too, because a lot of the times they go hand in hand and and improving sales and like, you know, just a positive experience for your customers. So I, I would say the number one thing is just get to get to know how your brands are doing on Walmart. And if they're not, let's say you're going over it from Amazon to Walmart, chances are your content's not going to translate well. So the way I like to say it is like audit so you can Walmartize your items and chances are you, you'll be successful on Walmart. There you go. Walmartize your items. And then also, yep, also auditing the competition in the category as a yeah. whole as a second layer to that, because you'll be yeah. able to see that some of your other competitors have also come over from Amazon and they're probably tweaking um, their content quite a bit there. So yeah. audit the competition. What does that look like? But overall, look at this Walmartization of yeah. Amazon here. It's going to keep yeah. happening, Dan. Yeah, actually, when in doubt, check out your competition. <laughs> yeah, there you go. See, see, there see you if go. you can take any points. Yeah, so that's good. All right, All cool. right there we go. Yeah. Well, from the content king himself, Dan, I'm so glad that you were able to join us. Hopefully not the last time here. We'll nope. get you on again once there's another huge update on the optimization yeah. side. I'm sure it's coming soon. It was an honor, Jelani. Thank you for Thanks, having me. Thanks, Dan. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Cheers. Bye.